0: This is a React podcast. I'm Chantastic. Today, I get to sit with Matt Perry and talk about his animation library, PopMotion, a library that provides a declarative animation API for the web. We talk about what it means to have a declarative API, and how that boundary will shift as we move along into the future with better and better technologies. And towards the end, he really opens up my mind to APIs that I'd never even imagined. We also talk about the difficulty of building a library that is both low level enough to be used anywhere, but simple enough to be useful out of the box without a lot of setup. This is no simple task. And if you're finding yourself as an open source maintainer in this area, I think you'll learn a lot from that. This was a fun conversation for me, and talking with Matt reminded me of how critically important it is that we protect our open web. This episode of React Podcast is brought to you by React Training. They provide in-person, hands-on training for development teams taught by community leaders and experts. For more information or to find a workshop by you, visit reacttraining.com. Matt, it's awesome to have you. Awesome to be here, thanks very much. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, so we're sitting at React Conf 2018. Uh, you just delivered an awesome talk oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. on your uh, your library uh, PopMotion and Pose.
1: And what was the title of your talk again? Uh, the Path to a Declaratively Animated Future. Awesome. Yeah, I've rehearsed that a lot. <laughs> just getting that out. It's I a like little if bit of a tongue toilet, twister. Like, yeah, it's, it's almost too much. But yeah, the intonation is important. It helped me remind myself what I was even talking about to begin with. So, Did you back into that? Like, had you
0: submitted it without saying it out loud? And then you were like,
1: oh, crap, this is a this is actually really hard to say. Yeah, well, actually what happened, I s- submitted it in the midst of time and completely forgotten about it. And the organizers got in touch over Twitter saying, so you're going to reply to your email then? And I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? So I had to check my spam.
0: Oh, no. And then so
1: all I had to go on, I completely forgotten. I had the title, but I had no synopsis. So I didn't really know what I was meant to be talking about. I just had this, you know, fairly high level, like, what is the past? <laughs> well, it's a good question, me from the past. <laughs> So I just had to make, make up a talk based on that.
0: <laughs> so like past you wants you to succeed, but isn't really giving you the tools that you need to, to, to get there. Yeah, that's a common thread
1: <laughs> throughout, throughout my life, yeah.
0: That is awesome. I um, I really like that idea that you just kind of sent it, like without really knowing exactly how you were gonna backfill it. Some of the talks that I've done uh, were the same way. It's like, oh, I really want to know about this thing. They're like aspirational, right? Like, I want to know about this thing. um, So I guess I'll submit a talk to this conference about
1: it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. It was, I felt like I had stuff to say. I had thoughts that weren't really, until maybe a week ago, properly put together. Yeah. And it's a subject that had taken up most of the last six months for me in terms of uh, making Pose. So I just felt like I'd eventually figure out, like I'd figure out something to say about it. Yeah, and I, you I had enough think.
0: confidence in yourself that you'd figure it out.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's that's largely half of life, isn't it? <laughs> just having a confidence that oh, it'll work out all right. Of and course. what's the worst that can happen? I always feel like if I don't die, then that literally nothing out. That's fine. I could be broke. I don't know. But as long as I just stay, as long as I stay in the game, nothing's going to go wrong. And luckily. As you saw, I didn't actually. You die. didn't die. Yeah, <laughs> although at one point I thought I was having a heart attack. So, so it could have happened. The yeah, worst thing could have happened. Exactly. That's. I was lucky luckiest can. That was. It was genuinely distracting,
0: as you can imagine. <laughs> at what point in your talk did that happen? So when we're watching back, yeah. we can know.
1: It's about ten minutes in. Yeah. About ten minutes in. Yeah. Like, luckily, it went away after I got off the stage. So. It,
0: <laughs> what does your uh, preparation for a talk like this um, involve? Well, this is my first.
1: Talk. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've done a few. Thanks very much. Um, I've done a few at meetups and there, my preparation is a lot more like lacking, I guess. I just Mm -hmm. sort of wing it a bit more. And as a result, I'm way more nervous, but this time, so I don't have a job currently. Okay. Um, So I've been working on, I I quit specifically to work on open source for a bit. Oh, wow. Um, So when I found out I was doing this, luckily it was only a month ago because I have stopped all maintenance on that project (laughs) and just like completely focused on the on the talk. So it's actually way more preparation wow. to this talk than I perhaps would give it again in the future. Yeah. Like it's it's too, you know, it's too too taxing, I think.
0: Well, that's, I mean, that's important for your first one because you got a lot of extra things that you kind of got to figure out. Totally. I mean, it's a big crowd compared to a meetup. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I felt like, because I because mean, it's live streamed and a lot of people watch yeah. these videos, I just felt like if I'm going to do it, I don't know how many times I'm going to do it. So I better just do this one Like and be proud of what I've done, and I was I was happy with it. I didn't know if I would be if I deliver it okay, but um, yeah, I was I was I was quite happy. Nice. I delivered it as good as the talk was. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know how good the talk was, but I didn't do it an injustice.
0: (laughs) That's an interesting idea. So the talk had a ceiling, yeah. And you feel like you made it to the ceiling. Exactly. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, I enjoyed it. I thought it was I, I thought it was great. So uh, what were you doing before uh, you moved to
1: full-time open source? Um, I was working at uh, Drive Tribe, which is like a Jeremy Clarkson startup. They do driving social media sort of thing. Um, And before that, I just bounced around. I've been working for about 12 years now, I guess. So I've just been bouncing around different companies, doing different things. They're usually websites. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But I started really in design. My, my first job actually was a, as a full-time designer, design. Okay. and then I just sort of drifted into development, semi by accident, I guess. But and then at one point, you you know, you ask, "Am I going to get to do any design in this role?" And they say no. And then two years later, you you've got to do a bit of design and you crap, so you just <laughs> stop altogether. And that's basically the story of my career. I feel like that skill does not hold up well when you don't maintain it, the design skill. Yeah, because as far as I'm concerned, a button isn't a button without, like, glossy gradients. <laughs> and you can, if you can't see your own face in it, like, you're hooking into the camera API just to, just to position. <laughs> I ca- yeah, I can't. I just, The flat design and stuff like that. I, I've just about got my website looking how I want it, but it, it, I found it quite a struggle, really.
0: Well I, bel- I I believe the design background because you have a very beautiful site for, oh, thanks very much. for pop motion and all the related versions of it. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about uh pop motion, pose, kind of how they come together, where they came from, all the all the stuff about that.
1: So I wanted to write a book originally about delightful animations okay. and user interactions and I had all these demos that weren't necessarily practical for use in real websites, but okay. I kind of just wanted to try out some stuff.
0: Yeah, and
1: The code that I was writing was like quite repetitive, and I felt like I could abstract some of it into you know different functions. And then over time, that just became like a little library, and I thought I might as well open source it, because it was quite small as well. Which I, that was really what I liked about it to begin with. It was like a small library, so I thought, oh, I'll just publish this. And then quite quickly, it became because the core concept of it was that i wanted to constantly track the velocity of every animation or user input okay. and feed that into subsequent animations. so if you were dragging something and you threw it you could feed that velocity into spring physics or decay or whatever it is uh, uh you know some other physics and that would in my opinion create this sort of feedback where the user feels very connected to the interface okay so that was the original aim of pop motion it still is that's the that's the reason it exists over anything else like that's its unique thing i believe mm-hmm. but uh it does involve like a certain amount of wiring it's very unopinionated like it doesn't yep. care if you use the dom or canvas or anything like that so it does require some level of wiring things up and i think uh, historically where something like Green or Anime have been quite um, friendly to use. Mm-hmm. Pop Motion's probably been considered a little more uh, low level or tough to understand how the various parts uh, communicate with each other. And that's how, that's how I ended up on Pose, basically. I tried to bring Pop Motion into React. I didn't have a problem with the way it was generally. But when you bring it into React, it really highlights all the different ways in which you wire these things up. Sure. Because React's so declarative, I did start thinking, right there must be a better way to do this. And yeah. suppose is an abstraction really of imperative libraries in general. It handles passing the velocity between all the different animations itself. Like it, it becomes responsible for starting and stopping animations itself. And Interesting. It, it's such an abstraction that on the web, it's it's built with PopMotion, but on uh, React Native, it's built with React Animated. So okay. yeah, so it's like an abstraction. It's so abstracted that on the whole, that you, you wouldn't know which one you're using.
0: I noticed also in the documentation, it's React, React Native, and
1: Vue. Yeah, that's quite recent. So I had to learn a bit of Vue to figure <laughs> out how I'm going to, uh, because I, I just knew that there was a way of bringing it into Vue because it's so similar. So it's, a, it's a decla- is designed for a declarative View library. Mm-hmm. Vue is in <laughs> Um. So I felt like it would work with Vue V-U-E. And, uh, yeah, it did. It was fine. Um, I like it. But then I don't have to use Vue in my day-to-day <laughs> job. So whether any actual <laughs> Vue developers like it, I don't know. But um, it was pretty easy to, to figure it out and stuff. Interesting.
0: So if I understand correctly, you have PopMotion. That's the low-level uh, library that manages the imperative APIs. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and then you have Pose, which you've used to kind of abstract that for the web, but then also it uses animated on React Native. Yeah. And Vue also uses PopMotion
1: under the hood. There are many facets of Pose in terms of um, how it's integrated. So at its very core, there is a library called Pose Core, um, and it handles the resolving of poses. And it's got like a dot set method that, Man, do you know what? And the thing is, it's actually difficult to explain to people who want to contribute to the code base as well. It's actually... because So it doesn't care about the renderer, and it doesn't care about the animation library, Okay, and it doesn't care about what view library is controlling it. So there's all sorts of different abstractions there. You've got one that's controlling the animation library. That's like the brain. And then you've got to hook those numbers into the renderer, which in... Uh, the web-based ones is the DOM currently, but it mm-hmm. could easily be Three JS or Canvas or whatever okay. it is at some point. But that's an opinion that I've taken. Whereas Pop Motion yeah. doesn't give it doesn't care. So then you've also got the abstraction of React Native, React View, and all these do is control the various. Level- oh, man, I don't yeah. know if this is even. A- is this <laughs> no. a pattern we can go down? Like, I can't
0: even. <laughs> no, it's interesting. So, so the reason I ask is because it is—it's really hard to communicate the goals of a project when you are implementing the low-level library as well as the consumers of that low-level library. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean to put you in a into a corner where it feels like kind of like uncomfortable. I was already or, or in or it. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: I've lived in the corner since I created this thing.
0: But yeah, I, I guess I wanted to talk with you about. Um, I guess I just wanted to kind of understand like what the relationships were, be able to communicate about those. Mm. Cause I know that it does get complicated when you have to own both pieces of it. Yeah. Um, the, the low level library, and then also the glue to the frameworks mm. and uh, especially when they're, you know, as diverse, um, as diverse as they
1: are. Yeah. The way I think about it is that pose and react animated are the engines mm-hmm. and then pose whichever flavor you're using is sort of like the brain That's the driver. That's the one that's shifting gears and figuring it all, all that out. Um, but Pose is also, in a sense, it's like a—I wouldn't call it a language—the way CSS is, but it's a like maybe a spec. Okay. So there's an idea half baked that I've got this like almost spec level, spec driven development where there's a document somewhere that defines like, timeline animations. Mm-hmm. They don't currently exist in any version of Pose, but the idea is to figure out how to describe them as the declarative objects. Okay. And then figure out, okay, how am I actually going to do that? And I think doing it that way around is what keeps it sort of simple. Every time I veered off into the platform-specific integration, that's usually when I've introduced more complexity perhaps sure. than I wanted to initially. Do you have any recommendations from
0: those experiences for people who are looking to create a library whether animation or um, otherwise that targets those three platforms that pose targets
1: what has helped so i wrote pose for view in about a day or two and i oh, nice. used the first time i'd ever used view was about two days before that crazy and i only did that to to make the implementation so the reason that it was so simple to get that working was because i had this abstracted pose which was semi-imperative that you could then hook into the life cycle methods of you yeah. and underline that, you know, that itself was only possible because pop motion had all this freedom and flexibility. So finding that division of responsibility in the long run can set, it can really like level the, well, what is it in curling when they brush down the, um, <laughs> brush? I don't to speed up the the thing. Yeah, they like smooth it out, right? Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. rough it
0: up, depending on if they need to
1: make it faster or yeah, slow. Yeah, well, and you do do both. Yeah. Like whether or not you want to, um, you do tend to rough it up sometimes. But <laughs> like
0: I don't want people to do this, I'm going to make it hard.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if I knew it was uh, intended. It, it's, yeah, it's that process of smoothing out so in, in PopMotion, PopMotion is really unopinionated. So it's got all these animations and all they do, they pump out numbers into pure functions. Okay. So as a consumer, for a lot of people, I think that's where people have had or complained where there's a bit of complexity, mm-hmm. perhaps, because you've got to like make some, there's a function that will say, okay, well, I want to use it with this element. And then you can set that element. Whereas something like yeah. GreenSock, you just say, you can even use a selector. But because PopMotion is so militant about, you know, not getting involved with any of that, it's not as simple. Sure. So for most people's needs, there's a simple API, which is kind of what I ended up doing with Post. Mm -hmm. Post takes the firm stance that you're going to be using this with the DOM if you're on the web. Mm -hmm. That won't always be the case. There'll be other integrations. But when they exist, they'll be seamless. And if you use the certain flavor you're using, you're using that flavor so if there's a three dot js flavor yeah. you're using that because its design goal is to be simple mm-hmm. Popmotion, motion on the other hand its design goal is to be flexible so in a, in the same sort of militant sense it will never accept a selector for yeah. you to do the animations now what my hope was was that someone who liked pop motion and wanted to use it but they thought oh it would be simpler if it worked a little bit more like um, anime or green song mm-hmm. where you provide it a selector they'd write like a little wrapper around it i didn't want to do it myself because there's this messaging issue they yes. you don't know how to communicate that yeah. to users and it has been a problem with pose but um with pop motion at least the one thing that i can say has been simple is the messaging it's you know, how do I use this with the DOM? Well, here's how you use it with the DOM. But you can use it with anything because it is this, you know, just pumps these numbers into whatever function you give it.
0: Now that is the core of the problem, right? Like you build this very low level library, right? Which is designed to be unopinionated about things so that people from different platforms can use it. Mm. But if you make it too low level, then people don't know how to use it. And so they don't don't ever start, yeah. and so then you have to build kind of these these bridges, I guess, hmm. f- to make it easy for people. But you have to bring in, you have to bake in the opinions, you know. So like Pose for React is opinionated about React and only using the DOM. So you have kind of this, uh, what is it Cambrian explosion, whatever the term is for that. Like you have to make something that m- maps these three things into one library, right, yeah, and be opinionated definitely. about those in order to be easy enough for people to just drop in and use in their stack yeah um and you have to kind of like make those to show people oh no this is this is how you would make a
1: library on top of pop motion yeah exactly and it's a, it's almost upsetting because Post couldn't exist if pop motion wasn't the way it is yes start. but yeah that can be an explosion absolutely exists with if you duck in the mono repo there's so many different flavors of pose and different levels of it as well where it hooks into this animation library with this renderer but at the same time the api is always very simple but on the other hand pop motion there's only one pop motion library <laughs> but the api it's it's quite simple the animation's very simple yeah. but the api to hook it into these different things can yeah. become uh cumbersome yes and that's a check you it's like you have to choose one Yeah. So I've chosen both. Yeah. Or if you choose both, now you have a
0: really hard time communicating that to people, like where they fit into all this.
1: Well, people do ask, okay, so what am I going to use, pop motion or pose? And I always say, just use pose. Yeah. Because then you'll know when you need pop motion. You'll know when you get to that, the stumbling block that you're like, oh, how do I do this? And ideally, there'd never be a point where they hit that. Yeah. We want to, I want to put in as much functionality in the simplest way. But I'll never introduce a new feature until I can express it in a simple, declarative okay. manner.
0: So you mentioned design bringing you into development, um, but this is a very animation is a very specific portion of design. What got you excited about animation?
1: I think it's a nice, I think it's a nice combination of design and coding because mm. you you know to write this. It was always whenever I used uh, GreenSock with flash and this is like 10 years ago <laughs> i used to think it was magic yeah but i didn't realize that all it was really doing is every frame it was setting values cuz I, sure. I mean i was just so new i didn't i hadn't i didn't really get why or how it works and i just sort of imagined that it couldn't work like that yeah I you pray too, and rain comes down yeah exactly yeah. yeah and uh yeah so it seemed it seemed semi magic and i think it's just provided a nice platform for me to right so i got i started pop motion long after i stopped doing design myself okay so there was never a power overlap Mm -hmm. so for me it's been this constant thing in the background that i can use it's just a vehicle for me to try and improve my coding skills not just in terms of writing the thing on the inside but thinking about the api design from the outside Yep. because it's so easy to um write and not think about how anyone else is gonna have to use it. So actually what you find in Pose is that I've written it with me in mind on the inside (laughs) and then on the outside, I tried so hard to make this accessible API for everyone else that actually on the inside, I don't always have that same thought because I'm generally the core contributor. We've definitely had more come in like since it's gotten more popular, but on the whole, um, I've, I've at least in my own head, only written it with me like no one else is gonna say it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know if I should say that. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have um, do you have resources
0: that were invaluable to you as you started learning about animation? Were there libraries that influenced pop motion?
1: Not really, no, because I knew the type of animations that I wanted to write. So for instance, like the timeline didn't exist for a while and it's still quite if you compare it to Green Sox timeline, mm-hmm. Pop Motion's timeline because it's that strict adherence to the idea that every function or every um, animation pumps out these values well that means that there's a disconnect between yeah. the labels or the tracks that you have on the input and them coming out on the other side on the output so that you need to then do something with those tracks so you you know you apply it to the Dom elements that you're animating or whatever it is whereas greenstock doesn't have that problem so its yeah. API is much nicer sure but at the same time this enables me to use that code one day i haven't yet but i'll be able to figure out a way of using that function that exists that, that animation with a simpler api and use it in a, in a variety of situations i guess yeah yeah what was your original question i don't remember i oh, like that though oh I, <laughs> I was like i'm happy with it but <laughs> the um <laughs>
0: Uh, the original question was just about um, inspiration and uh, resources for animation.
1: Oh, so 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 the timeline function only existed originally because people who were used to GreenSock were saying, "Oh, I want a timeline function." Yeah, and I sort of gave into that, even though this wasn't for the sort of things that GreenSock's great at, which is lot you know coordinating lots of intricate animations yes. that go on for you know many seconds. Pop Motion was always about these velocity-based animations that tried to make a responsive UI. It was very—it's okay. always been about the the interface and its, yeah, and its relationship to the user, which is different, I think. Um, it just—it's just a different focus. So that was the one time where I felt like I get or I I took from, especially users saying, "I want this," yeah. and I was like, "Man, if I don't do this, no one's ever going to use Pop Motion." But actually because of the design goals of pop motion no one's going to use the timeline the way it is like <laughs> right. i wouldn't it's too much of a pain but yeah. but i know that it's there when i need it one day. Yeah. yeah
0: you know you got to keep your users happy your fir- your first set of users or you no. Know, what are you doing it for
1: yeah but it's it's strange because that was the in that period if you look at the downloads of pop motion i only really started gaining traction sometime last year mm-hmm. so when i originally introduced that f- feature no, no one, you know, no one started using it because yeah. of that. Yeah, everyone just carried it. Rightly so. I mean, the the API might have been a bit different then, but people carried on using GreenSock. Yeah, because ultimately, what I what I'm trying to do with Pop Motion is just different. So a timeline isn't going to sway anyone. He doesn't want to do those things to right. using it. So it was all a bust. <laughs> anyway, but. It was only when I figured out this new API, the one that sort of pumps out numbers to these pure functions, that anyone started using it at all. So even though it is, it's almost in some ways less nice to use. It's nice to others, sure. but it's almost like the less opinions I've taken, it, it people like prefer it or a certain subset sure. of users prefer it. So the more you lean into your design goals, I think you tend to pick up people like the the people who see value in it yeah it doesn't matter what the numbers are but it's it's did they love did they love using it not does everyone love using it yeah i don't know whereas yeah yeah. pose on the other hand is actually it is meant to be more does everyone love using it and that's not like i don't i don't mean that in like a because it's design goals to be simple yeah so if everyone doesn't love using it then i fucked up Mm -hmm. yeah
0: they have different goals
1: yeah, exactly. And different users and yeah. use cases and whatnot.
0: But it is nice that you provide a mechanism for people to go you have something that people can be met by when they have deeper needs. Yeah. That Pose doesn't satisfy for them.
1: Yeah, and the cool thing about it is that now that Pose exists, I don't feel any pressure to make pop more accessible. Mm-hmm. It always have like a I'll try and keep it a clean API. But I don't need to add any DOM integration, for instance. Yeah. So that just from having pose exist has totally relieved the pressure there. And in fact, it's made me realize that I can lean in a bit more. Maybe there's a, what you know is the more advanced stuff that we could do in Motion that then I can later think about. So I can concentrate on the adva- like even more advanced stuff in that, yeah. and concentrate on the simple API. like maybe I bring those features to pose. At a later date. Yeah. So the, there's this realm in my head of things that are considered advanced use cases that actually, for instance, animation blending, it's actually, uh, we, we've had some code knocking around the, the code base for a while where you can blend tweens. Oh, wow. With a third um, Bezier. Uh, so there's this been this piece of code knocking around the code base for a while, but I've never found the nice API. But what it does is blend two different tweens. Um, not at the same time. So you've got the same way that you pass velocity between spring animations. Mm-hmm. This would be able to blend two different tweens in like a in a nice in a nicer way. So it maintains the characteristics of both before transferring completely to the second tween.
0: Would so I'm trying to think about a practical use case for that. Would that be like if you interrupted an animation? Exactly.
1: Or, oh. uh, no, completely only that situation. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So if you had something opening and then you quickly closed it it might be that it can carry on traveling in the direction it was going rather than abruptly stopping just the animation. Reversing. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the idea would be to make the user a part of even tweens, but I've never come up with a nice API to um, represent this yeah, concept. Yeah. So now, because Pose exists and because Motion is the way it is, I can just publish that at some point in Pop Motion, not worry that it, isn't the nicest API but know that there's the flexibility there that people myself or someone else could use that in a simpler API so at some point I'll I'll publish that and then further down the road I'll I'll think okay how do I bring that to pose well I'll probably just do it transparently Mm -hmm. so maybe at one, one point these tweens do start blending into each other without any you know a user might never have to get involved with that they won't even have to write an attribute I don't know yeah that might be a bit too opinionated but maybe it isn't like so it's something I'll look at later on.
0: Yeah. How do you manage those um, unstable features? Uh, One thing that I've always liked about React is they have this prefix unstable underscore for things that are under active experimentation. Do you have a mechanism for that
1: as well? No, I've only, um, I just tend to publish things and then break them as I redo the API. <laughs> um, this, yeah, this, no. This, also a valid strategy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, because I have broken this API. This was something that was published in Motion at one point, and I just didn't like that it was there messying up the uh, docs. Yeah. Because no one's using it, Yeah, because it's complicated. So I just got rid of it, and so now it just lives in a little... Folder somewhere, just unloved, <laughs> waiting to be uh, taken out of its uh, shadowy corner.
0: Not dead yet. Mm. So we saw a lot of cool things today at React Conf that have, um, kind of we've known about maybe since the beginning of the year, or stuff that was brand new today. Um, do you feel like hooks or suspense or anything like that might play
1: into future Pose APIs? I mean. Maybe not in the API. I have thought about this. And I think mm. the post component thing doesn't really lend itself to using hooks or okay. being a hook or something. Something I'll definitely keep in mind because I think as an API it's actually awesome. Yeah. And what I think is is more likely to happen is that I'll use hooks in pose like within it. Okay. So the, the post components themselves will probably use hooks somewhere because we do use uh, state, I believe. We use, we use lifecycle methods for sure. So we'll You know, we'll I'll probably agree. Right, there's definitely like an unsafe underscore in there. Okay. So rather than fix that because of the people now complaining because they use you know strict mode or something. Sure. Which is yeah, totally valid. It's just that I will probably just skip and move on to this from the get go because I think it's just really I really really like it when I saw it, and when I saw it, and then when I figured out. I didn't figure it out. That's the, that's the thing that annoys me. I didn't figure it out. I had to wait for the docs to tell me because I was thinking, this is magic. Yeah. And then when I figured it out, it was so simple. And I thought, this is actually genius. It's great. Yeah. So I'm actually I'm super excited to use those. By the time this goes out, it'll probably be like old news. They'll probably have got a new new API. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super, super excited about hooks. Yeah. And suspense in general. That's, again, that's not something... That i think will work in pose but lazy loading is something that i definitely yeah. feels super important and one of the things that pose doesn't do well at the moment as far as i'm aware i've just never tackled it and i know mm. some people have had problems with it we've got some examples of root transitions with like react router or reach router yeah and that's fine if you've already got the component loaded but i think there's going to be some at the moment there's some friction when the when the root hasn't loaded the incoming route yeah so I'd like to because you could imagine using a suspense child and um animating it into a placeholder yes div if it doesn't exist because maybe that can or oh, but it, and if that's not rendered maybe the you know lazy loaded component also has an animation that can So that sort of thing is something that I'm going to have to look at. But I think it will make that entire um, process so much smoother that I think if it works or not, it's something I'll be putting effort into, making sure it works. That'll be cool to see. So you mentioned in your
0: talk that you have a guiding philosophy about why animation is important to you specifically for the web. Um, Do you mind talking
1: about that for a second? Yeah, I mean, for me, the web represents something that we don't, it's unique. It's an open media that, for me, is crucial to the development of humanity. <laughs> I'd, like, I really believe, but I think I've been let It sounds down. overstated, but Yeah, for sure. It's like true. It's, uh, I feel like an asshole even saying it, but <laughs> it's something that I really believe because yeah. this doesn't exist anywhere else this is this idea that any it's so democratic and open in mm-hmm. the sense that it's you know for better for worse as well yeah in the sense that anyone can go on there say anything they like um make anything they want and it's not guarded by a corporation or an app store so to preserve that and nurture it and make it relevant in the 2020s and the 2030s which is going to be a couple of decades yeah Originally, I thought of great technological change. But now I also think of, like, if the internet blew the doors off, I mean, cross-reality to me is is we have no idea where that's going to lead. Yeah. And so I think to ensure at least that those things are open and, and, and free, I think is really crucial. And that's yeah. why, I, you know, stuff like the European privacy laws, bug me because the experience of using websites is poorer for it yes it sounds i mean people have the ideals that the the privacy laws are more important Mm -hmm. but i just it's a competitive disadvantage for the open media and that scares me and it's the same with chinese censorship i think that is fucking immoral Like, seriously, yeah. I think they should be ashamed of themselves, not as a people, but the government. <laughs> yeah, anyone yeah. who's who's that pathetic, that they are scared. To, they're so scared of their own position that they have to censor Winnie the Pooh <laughs> means right. of them. Like, yeah. God damn. Like, how? Well, come on, man. Like, take a lick. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there are a lot. Can you imagine Trump? Or, I mean, I can imagine him wanting to... But, I mean, he gets shit, and rightly, in my opinion. But (laughs) Theresa May, like, she can't dance on stage without getting it ripped out of her for weeks. Yeah. The British media and British people are vicious (laughs) against these people. I don't want to live in a society where we can't be. Like, (laughs) you should be able to, because it's punching up. Yeah. And if you're someone who's on top and you can't accept a, a bit of punching up... yeah then fucking get off. Like, do you know what I mean? You don't deserve that, that status basically. Uh, to, and I find that terrifying. I just think the whole ideals of the internet that I kind of, the thing I aspire it to be, are like slowly being eroded by yeah. that and misuse. Like we've seen recently, like it's affecting society, but I don't know if it's yeah. always for the better. Yeah. And I, that, te- that terrifies me because I, as a little bit of an optimist and an idealist, I don't want to see it go down a dark route. And I feel like we have actually started walking down one.
0: Yeah, it's been under attack. I mean, especially here, you know, we had the net neutrality stuff kind of get reversed and it's like, it's scary
1: times right now. I think that's a good one as well. Yeah, net net neutrality is so important. It's an open media, that's the point. Yeah. So I don't know what the future for the web is, but I'd rather, even if it continues to get shit, I don't want it to be irrelevant. That's yeah. the one thing. So if it, you know that way, we've lost anyway. No, no matter what the character is of the internet, the way we'll lose is if it becomes outmoded or outfashioned. Yeah. Because people don't care. Like the sad thing is, people don't care about privacy or their data. Really, they just want something that's nice and works well. Yeah, which is fair. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's a it's a weak spot. Because we can't rely on these things. It's like features. We can't say that our openness is a feature because do people care? Like not always. Yeah. So, yeah. So even though it's just one facet of this, like performance is another big one. There's plenty of big ones. But animation to me is a very visual way that the web might just start to look outdated. The same way you watch a TV show that was um from the from the nineties or the early two thousands it looks crap already, yeah, like we're that we're that t v show <laughs> we're the four three of of digital media <laughs> yeah, I totally pick up what you're saying, yep <laughs> but at the same time like I don't know something i feel i worry that it's unearthing like a true face of us as of race. Mm. Like you're starting to see some real nasty sides that I think people say, well, that it was always there. It was just hidden. Yeah. It's like, but I don't know if it's better that it's out because it's hurting a lot of people's feelings. And it's not that that's a be all and end all, but it does lead to a wide acceptance. For instance, the trans, you know, they're talking about stripping the trans identity in yes. America. Yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> and they wouldn't have felt comfortable doing that without, this general acceptance. Do you you know what I mean? The normalisation, the continued normalisation of this kind of opinion. Yes. And the internet has definitely facilitated that. Yeah. And that, I I keep saying the internet, I'm using it interchangeably really for the web. Sure. Um, It's not email's fault. It might be. I don't know. (laughs) I've I've not read it. No one's blameless. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Everyone's involved. So yeah, so although I, you know, I, I do think it's important that it lives because I don't see a better alternative. Like, what is the alternative? A, are we going to depend on a company to enforce our morals for us or a yeah. government? Because you know we've seen how yeah. that, you know, the Chinese censorship machine is is very. It's not about preserving people's rights. It's the opposite. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know we've got various stuff. We've got a bit of censorship ourselves for copyright holders yeah. in the UK. Is that a good, bad thing? I don't know. Like, obviously, copyright order, you know, piracy is probably bad overall. <laughs> but at the same time, that the, the ability for a government to enforce that, I, I know. I'd struggle. Like, I struggle. I struggle.
0: Yeah, it feels like, I, I, I think we've talked about this on the show before, but everyone wants to close the door behind them. And that doesn't feel right. And when we empower people to do that, right, they, they rise up to power. And now they shut down the parts of the internet that have caricatures of them as Winnie the Pooh, Mm. right? Like this isn't, this isn't appropriate. Mm. Yeah. And um, we all have a tendency to want to close the door as soon as, uh, as soon as we've kind of passed that threshold. Mm. Um, But like the beauty of, you know, democracy and, and all these things like everyone has like an equal vote and like everyone's on equal footing and that's beautiful the be- beauty of the web yeah. is that you can put a website up and be on like an equal playing field as anyone else and we've seen you know amazing startup stories that go from nothing into these you know amazing corporations and then them being taken down by that same story again and yeah. it's it's a
1: it's a powerful thing and it drives innovation yeah But then likewise, as you say, they're shutting the door, like Netflix weren't perhaps as involved in the net neutrality debate this time as they were when it prevented their rising star. Yeah. So you do get that pulling up the bridge or the the ladder, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see it a lot. And I think, again, that's, is that just a really unfortunate side of humanity? (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's always been there. Is that, yeah. It's sticky. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: but bringing it back, this is, uh, this is what excites you about animation for the web in particular is that you feel like this is allowing you to give people the tools to make a better experience and kind of preserve the web as a platform.
1: Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and I want to, at the moment, there's like this syntax that I feel like is, is simple, but I want to keep going and just keep building layers of abstraction Mm-hmm. on this so that at some point you can just describe your interface in terms of maybe personality or whatever it is yeah. and it starts you know becoming or interacting with the user in those in those terms and i feel like every layer is just another step towards that very you know cuz if you think about the world in 20 years and the fidelity with which we'll be creating these virtual worlds you aren't going to get character artists going in and creating every or sorry, you're not going to get environment artists going in and handcrafting every texture. You're going to need some level of inference. Yeah. Like there's going to be, you know, some I don't know if it's an algorithm or what it is, but you say, I want wood. <laughs> so to speak. And that is a very generous AR <laughs> <AI> there. <laughs> AI there. You say you want like a wood texture, and it will give you one. Like it's completely unique. Yeah, and uh, maybe persist. I don't know, but I feel like that needs to come through in our UIs as well. We need to just be able to say, you know, or declare yeah. in a declarative manner. Uh, because if you've got a, if you've got like an, an API like that, then the stuff I'm doing or talking about with uh, Pose as a as a syntax as an mm-hmm. object that doesn't start to look that imperative any. Uh, sorry, that that doesn't start to look that declarative anymore. Yeah, when you can just go and say, "Give me a playful interface. Make this modal come in playfully." Then, actually, when you're typing out the individual properties that make a playful interface, that gets shifted on the spectrum further towards imperativeness because mm-hmm. you're getting in, you're getting stuck into the weeds there. So, I wonder if, and I don't think this is just going to be animation. I think there's going to be maybe more abstractions in other areas as well yeah. because I kind of think there has to be. There'll be so much software, yeah, soon that there needs to be a very simple, and that would be democratizing too, because you'll be able to say, you know, your mum will be able to say, I mean, I don't know, your mum, she might be a great web developer. <laughs> she's, she's not. Okay. Yeah, no offense yeah, yeah. taken. <laughs> um, uh, no, mine's awful. She, um so, you know, she might be able to, in the future, you, you want to create a virtual space and you could just describe it in the terms yeah. you want and the computer will know how to interpret that as an yeah. environment, as a, As an atmosphere, perhaps, Mm -hmm. in so many different ways. Yeah. And this is, so that's just one small part. Just this animation will be one small part of this broader trend. But I'd like to be on that trend just to make it because I, just because I like animations. Someone out there probably really likes wood.
0: (laughs) Hey, Alexa, make me a calm outdoor environment.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I I genuinely think that's exactly what you'll be saying in... In in a few, not a few years, but, you know, I think that's... Some years. Yeah, 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 at some point. Yeah, Yeah. why not? Or then it becomes... Because that's quite a declarative... uh, Sorry, that's quite an imperative interface next to... You've got just this feeling that you can't express into words. Yeah. This desire, this latent want. And you have no way of expressing that, but the computer knows... Like it can read your brain and just go, well, actually, this car really needs like (laughs) a a calm outdoor space and just produces you one. Like that's a declarative interface.
0: Fascinating. I've never made that jump to thinking about the computer, being able to interpret my creativity, the things that I want um, better than I. Yeah. And that's that's an awesome thing to think about
1: yeah because yeah, you're, I mean that is right. you are communicating a lot of these things for your blunt the blunt instruments of your technical ability. yeah. I wonder if you know this there's a a, la- a layer that we can meld in that has this innate technical ability itself. yeah, I like
0: I, I'm thinking of a song, right? Yeah, and then it shows
1: up. Oh, I have definitely hallucinated some <laughs> incredible songs, and I know they're good. At the time. But I genuinely... And I, I'm not going to spend 20 years learning how to, to make it. Yes yeah. You know, but um, some, at some point, maybe there's a, that layer or that something that can just take that from you. knows what you're hearing and it will produce it for others to experience as well. Yeah, yeah I don't know.
0: Man. And maybe even adapt it so that people can experience it the way that you experience it and not through their own or adapt yeah. it for their lens like right? bypass
1: their prism yeah you know? yeah completely
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for uh for that i have a lot to think about now it's way more than i assumed that we were going to get when we started talking about animations so I uh, thanks it. yeah yeah no I've i appreciate really enjoyed you going it
1: deep <laughs> yeah no good i'm glad i've really enjoyed this yeah it's my first <laughs> yeah. podcast Oh nice, yeah. awesome. So well welcome to the me. welcome to the club. Thanks, thanks for being with
0: us. That's all for this episode of React Podcast. For links and show notes, visit Reactpodcast.com slash 35. We'll be in your ears again next week in an episode with Brian Vaughn. We talk profiling and the new React DevTools.